Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. I'm here with my lovely wife, Patty Papa. What's up? And today, yeah, today we are going to talk about why we use plant medicine. A lot of people here be talking about, uh, you know, going to Costa Rica and doing ayahuasca. And I mentioned that I used to grow marijuana and grow magic mushrooms. So I'm kind of heavily involved in this kind of stuff and have been throughout most of my journey. And today, Patty and I are going to both just talk about like why we use it, how we use it, what benefits do we get from it, what are, what are our motives, and all that kind of good stuff. Right, honey? Yes. You'll have to pardon me. I have kind of a cold. You can maybe <laughs> notice my nasally voice, but we wanted to, to hang out today, so here we are. Yes, here we are. So, my love, let me ask you this. Why do you use plant medicine? Well, um... So I, I'm going to just start from the beginning. You know, I like to tell a full length story. So um, I always had a very uh, fearful idea about plant medicines and psychedelics and things. And um, until I met you and you were like, no, no, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like you should totally just try it. And if you don't like it, you never have to do it again. You're not going to die. You're not gonna like go think you're an orange for the rest of your life or anything weird right. like that. So I was like, all right, you know, cause I trusted you and I said, okay. So we tried it and, or I tried it. And um, my first experience on, it was uh, mushrooms that I took, literally was like two years of therapy in just a four-hour period, um, I got some s serious revelations, and um, I did a lot of inner work and healing. And I thought, "Wow, these are just amazing tools! Like, why do people even use these to party with? Like, I don't think I'd want to be around people doing these kind of things, you know." And so after that, I was just hooked because I saw them for the. Uh, what they actually do. So that's, you know, I do, I, I personally use them for, to do inner work, to heal um, the inner child that still exists, the mm -hmm. little painful patty that still exists and comes out every once in a while, more often than I would care. Little Victor care. and little patty, we always refer to yeah. them as. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why I, that's personally why I use them. Okay, I would, I would have to say that's the same primary reason I do as well. Yeah, as you said, it's, a, it's an extraordinarily fast and efficient and effective way to truly and permanently release large quantities of inner child type of baggage yeah. that is still relevant to us and, and in subtle yet important ways impacts our thinking, our decisions, and literally shapes our reality. Right. And mm -hmm. when you can resolve them and release them, you're just more free to live life and manifest your life and create life from the perspective of your true authentic self, which of course invites a lot smoother and more harmonious experiences. I would say in addition for me, I like just, I think it's, beneficial to be able to look at 
stuff, life, yourself, etc., from alternative perspectives. Right. Because sometimes we can get locked into a certain paradigm of thinking, and but it's in reality it's very limited. Yeah. And the psychedelics really give you a totally like a bird's eye view of all your stuff. Yes, and I exactly. think from there that like more expansive state of awareness, you can just draw profound life-changing yeah. insights and conclusions. Yeah. Um, so I would say that I use it for that, you know, I would say a little bit larger doses for doing some serious work, but I also like to microdose where you, that's where you take, you guys don't know, it's where you take a very, very small amount to the point where you can go to work, you can function, go yeah. around people, you barely feel it, but just enough. And that can kind of help give you a little, uh, for me, it just helps me be more, like I've been doing it lately, and it's been making me more easy to, it's been easier for me to see when I'm going to take some kind of action or behave out of alignment with my true self. It's, it's like more, it's more easily perceived as like a negative energy. For yeah. example, maybe, you know, on a, on a bad day, it's, it's common for people to eat junk food at night, right? But like if I'm on a microdose, doing that would be a much more unpleasant experience because it would be more obviously out of alignment mm -hmm. with me. So general, the microdosing helps me stay just more clear, more balanced, more grounded, more, mm -hmm. you know, in the flow, what's important to me. So we could probably go on for a long time. Well, I was why just, we use it. I go was ahead. Just, you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did actually. Um, I... A lot of people also use microdosing as a way to um, to bring out their creative flow. Like people in Silicon Valley use it um, to yeah to help with if they're stuck. Like say they're stuck on a project, they'll like take a microdose and then they'll be able to look at that problem from a different perspective, and then they'll be able to solve whatever issue they're having. Yeah. So it's actually um, they're. It, it helps with creative flow as well when you're stuck on a project. It, I'm glad you brought that up. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing in Silicon Valley. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know you were aware that you must have read that recently in your book or something. In my book, yeah. My, yeah. yeah. My book is pretty awesome. It's it's actually, I'll just let you know, it's by Michael Pollan, who's, who is a, he writes about various different topics, but he recently wrote a book called How to Change Your Mind. And it's all about the science of psychedelics, and so he goes into the history of it and um, all the various different researches and projects that they've had done, and um, it's just been just a fascinating read, really. I've just yeah. Like, you're looking for any sort of window to throw that book in there. I had to. Read. I had. <laughs> I had. It was. It, and I don't get. I'm like. It's a plug, right? Yeah. yeah, but I don't get any kickbacks from the plug, unfortunately. No, yeah, you're very fond of the book, and it seems to be very. Uh, it's a newer one. You guys might check it out. Yeah, it's it's. If you're into, if you really want to know about the science science behind psychedelics, he does a very good job of um, articulating that. So. It's kind of cool. This guy was a skeptic, right? He went and didn't he go in to disprove the validity that psychedelics are actually beneficial to human beings? Yeah. And, and in doing well, so, he realized that he was completely uh, wrong. Well, what he did actually was um, he didn't believe that psychedelics could create a mystical experience. That oh. was more of like a after reading the book. I think that was that's more my understanding of what he did he can kind of has always been intrigued by psychedelics and and plant medicines but never partook really um so he went in and he tried them to see if it was 
you know, beneficial to his life, and it turns out it was. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, yeah, we could probably talk about this a long I time, know. and as well as microdosing. You guys can let us know if that interests you, because that's been a big helper for me over the years. I would go through periods where I would microdose for various reasons. And yeah, the one thing I failed to mention that Patty highlighted, which I'm glad she did, was just how it can really like predictably induce bring about uh, the creative flow. So it's excellent if you're a painter or not even not even so much. Like she was saying in Silicon Valley, it just helps you see things from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So you could be you could really use a use a microdosing sort of situation. If you're uh, an architect and you're trying yeah. to find a way to like make something fit a certain way, it can help with that. It's it's very um, it it would help like he said, if you're an artist, an architect if you're a computer engineer, anything, anything, anything really. Anything you have solved some kind of problem and could use a bird's eye view, right? And I mean, artists don't always solve a problem, but they sometimes get stuck where they're looking at a canvas and going, hmm, I don't know yeah. how I want to paint this, you know? Right. Well, anyway, we'll move on to the next question. <laughs> are you cool with that? I'm okay with that. Okay. So let me ask you this, love. What are your favorites to work with? Your favorite plant medicine, psychedelics, uh, and to work with, and why? Okay, so I really just enjoy, I, I okay. I really like all plant medicines, but to be to, if I was to pick, I don't have one favorite. I I really enjoy working with the San Pedro cactus. Um, that medicine in particular gives you, it sort of opens your heart at center and, and um, really connects you with the earth and connects you with human beings and connects you with really everything. And you can choose to do inner work on that, but it's all, he's, the, the cactus medicine is very allowing and sort of, you kind of can um, work with it as you wish. But the one, if I really want to like kick my ass and like get some serious inner work done, I think ayahuasca is probably my favorite. Mm, yeah. You know, she's like my number one. Okay, those are your favorite two, basically. Yeah, I like working with mushrooms, but I feel like ayahuasca and San Pedro are probably my two favorites to work with. Every time I work with them, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to, for the next time. Ha, you know, really? like yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I think the main thing is that different ones are, you know, they're ideal for certain motives, like you yes. said. Like and, and also different, uh, they have different energies. Every plant medicine has different energy. So whichever energy is connecting with your energy in the way that feels good in your body, that's also another thing because, you know, you got to go with what feels good in your body when you do it and after you do it, you know. Like ayahuasca takes a lot out of my physical body, so there's no way that I could do that every single day. No. I mean, who would want it? That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's something I could probably do once a month, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's probably, probably would end up being my max once every couple of weeks or once a month. Okay. And what about you, babe? What's your favorite? Yeah, I, well, I like the ayahuasca for, I feel like for me, it's the most powerful, most powerfully transformative one for me, where I literally, yeah. every single time I do it, I come out a completely changed person in, yeah. in, a, in a much better way, mm -hmm. much more, uh, you know, grounded in my authenticity, much lighter and unburdened from from various issues that 
it decided to kind of kick up for me. Yeah. Um, but at the, with that said, it's very <laughs> challenging for me. Everyone's different, but for me, I always have very gripping <laughs> experiences. Yeah. But they're so uh, positively influential on, on so many levels. You know, of course, it helps me release baggage, mm-hmm. but it also it, there's a certain level of like confidence and strength. I feel I I obtain just by enduring enduring it i feel like a stronger person who's more able to like trust themselves in challenging circumstances Mm -hmm. um among many other things but i also have kind of a connection as you were saying you kind of connect with the with the ayahuasca and the pate san pedro i connect with the magic mushrooms Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i always have i i started growing them when i was a lot younger like my early 20s i grew them and i would experiment with them Mm -hmm. and they just as wild as it sounds these different plant medicines are like they have like a a spirit presence to them and i just Mm -hmm. feel a very deep connection with the mushrooms like like they're really uh they, I don't know, it, they, they really want I feel like me to the grow they. and transform, and they're like a, an, an ally of mine. Whenever mm-hmm. I take them, I just feel so trusting, and they always just give me what I need, and they, they can help me with a deeper experience if I need, or with a microdosing especially, they're very valuable, mm-hmm. and they just seem to really, I just, I don't know, I seem like, when I'm like halfway into an experience, I feel like I'm like revving at a, I'm like connected very deeply with my higher self, and mm-hmm. then I, from that vantage point... I can look at my life and just figure so much out and it's just so those are my favorite too by yeah. far I feel like that when with the ayahuasca like a very strong connection with that the spirit of the medicine yes. yeah yeah okay so let's see what was your most profound experience with the medicine um I mean they're all have, have not all of them have been super profound but um Quite a few have been very profound, but um, with for me, I would say the very first experience with mushrooms was probably my most profound in a sense because it was so surprising that the medicine, like the mushrooms would actually work as a medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want me to go into like what they said or... Yeah, I, I'm debating that. Yeah, how deep we're we gonna go? We could tell a long story each of us. So yeah. maybe just summarize it if you yeah, will. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, you know, the most important thing when you're working with medicines, plant medicines, psychedelics of anything, is set and setting. That's the most important thing. You have to feel comfortable and safe where you are. And um, the first time that I did that. I did. I felt very safe and we were just listening to music and we were outside by a fire and and um, the mushrooms started like talking to me, you know, if you will. Yeah. And they they basically were showing me how I still felt about myself even after years of therapy and through things that I thought that I had full on released, you know, like I was I had an eating disorder for many years and um, I still sort of struggled with body image and the control and self-loathing and hatred that I had for myself and the mushrooms really showed me that and I was like wow I can't believe that I still actually feel that way about myself um, so anyway that was probably the most like eye-opening profound um, 
that that sticks out because even with like the ayahuasca she does a lot of release work on me so like when i go in there she'll tell me what's you know what's happening and and she'll help me release that but when i was in peru <clears throat> i had had three ceremonies with the or two before ceremonies with the ayahuasca and <clears throat> a lot of people throw up they purge when they're on the medicine <clears throat> and she would not do that for me and she kept saying it's not time yet it's not time yet so <laughs> when i finally on my third ceremony with her that was also very profound and releasing because i knew that what it was is she was releasing me of the stuff that i had carried from my very first profound experience with the mushrooms i still mm -hmm. carried that with me until i went to peru in may i just knew how to like ignore it and so that was also very profound that it was like how yeah. much the medicine actually helps you and the spirit of the medicine actually cares and has your best interest at heart you okay. know interesting so you kind of had two like they yeah. kind of like i mean they're always profound but yeah, yeah yeah but those are the two that kind of that was the the short version sorry sure no no i know it's difficult i'm like and i've had like you i it's like tough to say because i've had many sometimes the i would say the most like the profound level has to do with the relevance of where you're at in your life. Exactly. And I've had times That's where something would happen mm -hmm. and it was the most profound, but now I'm in this other place. So for me, I would say, you know, the most uh, notable would be when I had my Kundalini awakening. Yeah. So at this time, I was growing the magic mushrooms and I had taken what Terrence McKenna would refer to as a heroic dose, which is five dried grams, roughly, is what I took. And that's like five times what I normally take. I have a very low tolerance. <laughs> and Mind you, just real quick, I was seven months pregnant when this happened. Uh, yeah. So this was also a profound experience for me too. <laughs> yeah. So at this time, I was using the mushrooms. I wanted to open my third eye. That was a big goal of mine. And I also just had this strong internal knowing that there's so much more that then meets the eye and I, I just I had a knowing that I was severely limited in my perception of reality and I really wanted to like break on through is the way I would always refer to it from like the door song to the break, break on, on through, through the other side to the other side so my, my nose is getting so stuffed up hopefully it's coming through okay but I wanted to break on through really really badly so I was fueled up with this huge dose of mushrooms and I was sitting in lotus position in front of my computer jamming out to this rock and roll song by the band Tool. The name of the song was Third Eye, ironically. <laughs> Very like chakra opening, heavy intense kind of mm -hmm. catalytic sort of song. And I was meditating, I was pushing, I was climaxing <laughs> for my mushroom trip. The song was like going intensely. And then all of a sudden, I recognized that there was this huge ball of felt like a, a ball of like a mass of energy that was solid making its way up my spine and i was like so in the zone with everything i just sort of had like this desire to raise it up my spine so i kept like kind of um swaying my body sort of intuitively like a snake almost and it would slowly make its way up 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 up, up. and then it pooled in my forehead and then all of a sudden there was this massive explosion of white light in my mind's eye. And at that moment, the song had ended and it went silent. And at that point I was like, what the hell was that? I realized like that was a pretty serious thing that just happened. <laughs> um, I kind of woke up out of my trance 
And then all of a sudden I, I fell into what people call ego death, where I, I felt like I was just literally dissolving and being deleted from reality. Mm-hmm. Like I was dying. It was like this real sense of death. Yeah. And I at know. this point I kind of panicked and went and flagged Patty down and insisted she rush me to the hospital because I really thought I had eaten like a bad mushroom or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, not, not really a fun for me. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know, I survived. She called up my buddies and they, they talked me out of going I, to the well, hospital. Because I had obviously, I was pregnant, so I hadn't taken anything. So I, I drove all the way to the hospital, but before I took him in, I called his friend and was like, listen, I don't uh, yeah, I'm crying. I'm like Victor saying his goodbyes to me. I don't know. <laughs> we can laugh about it now, but it was yeah, horrific. It was a, it was a big for event for at the time. time. <laughs> but but afterwards, I started having the Kundalini experiences while sober. So that for me, it, that the experience itself, um, you know, catalyzed by the mushrooms, threw me into a, a full blown, authentic Kundalini awakening, mm-hmm. which has continue to shape my life ever since that time so that was obviously a very profound story i figured i would tell yeah very profound okay last question do you think that they should be used by anyone like is this just like all right do you think that they'll truly be beneficial to anyone who tries them or what are your thoughts on that uh no i don't honestly um i think that they're extremely powerful and beneficial for most people but people that are using them in the wrong context you know with not the right set and setting it's not going to be beneficial for them also people that have you know psychosis I don't know that's that's debatable they've tried to use have psychosis yeah like like psychotic episodes okay yes they they there's been studies, you know, of people, doctors using them on, on patients and having it help be helpful and having it not be helpful. So I don't know about that um, as far as uh, with people, but I don't think they're for everyone because they're very powerful and, you know, but I do believe that there are certain forms of plant medicine would be beneficial for most. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I feel like, you know, everybody comes into the earth plane with a different agenda. You right. know, some Their people own journey. Are, yeah. Some people come and I think they allow themselves to be more heavily cloaked in unconsciousness. And really unconscious people, I think, would just have kind of a miserable time on psychedelics because it would just be too too much at once mm-hmm. i've even had experience like that where it was too much too much work too much exposure to yeah. my darkness at one time that it, it can be almost disorienting and overwhelming mm-hmm. luckily i am experienced and i can handle that and sort of recuperate mm-hmm. but some people i know we've all met, met people that I, I i would i would predict that if they were to like go through maybe an experience that i've gone through it would they would not have the same positive outcome right. because they would just they might no. they might resist too strongly and panic even and yeah. create a really unpleasant unnecessarily unpleasant experience just like if you were to take like a young child and and throw them in a pool of water before they know how to swim that could be one of two things can happen you know they can either traumatize them or they'll 
learn how to swim. <laughs> yeah, and that's about, the, honestly, that's how it goes. Even as I, I retract that, those really unconscious people I'm talking about, they might have some kind of massive awakening with the psychedelics. Right. But it's, I'd say it's a bit of a crapshoot and, yeah. y- you know, not, not ethical to just say everyone would benefit because that's not the, the reality, in my opinion. Right, yeah, for seen. sure. In the book I'm reading, he talks about the scientific evidence and, and things, and there's been a lot of studies that help cancer patients that are terminally ill and and uh, psychedelics have helped them to like accept their death and yeah. look at life and and um, live the remaining part of their life much differently mm-hmm. and um, it helps with addiction and uh, obsessive compulsive disorders because it literally takes your brain chemistry and it helps to stop habitual like thought patterns. So it's very helpful for things like eating disorders, obsessive compulsive disorder, people that are really controlling um, and uh, because it literally does change the way that you think about things and it makes you, it helps with with those kind of things as well. So if you, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, good, good thought. Cool. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we've been here a little while. I think I'm going to end it off. There's one thing that popped in my head I do want to sort of share with my viewers because I realize I would say maybe a decent percentage of people listening to this right now, especially this far, are already kind of interested and into psychedelics a little bit. But I know there might be a percentage of people who are just, they've been following me and they're just curious what I have to say and they're wondering, like they're kind of on the fence. And for those of you uh, in that category, I just want to say this. In my opinion... Everybody will have their own preferred and ideal techniques, tools, etc., that will really help them grow and expand and evolve. And for Patty and I, we happen to really just jive with psychedelics in particular, but I think some people might be not sharing our enthusiasm mm-hmm. and might have that same sort of fondness for something else equally as powerful like yoga, meditation, or meditation. Yeah. Um, or, or in, you know, there's other like healing modalities right. like uh, Theta Healing or QHHT. So there's so yeah. many different ways to experience this like big unloading of inner baggage. And if the idea of psychedelics don't resonate with you, I would say don't feel like you're missing out because likely you have something a else different way to, that to release will be, that. that will play that role for you in yeah. your life if, if relevant. For sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, I feel like my nose is about as clogged up as it's ever been, so I'm going to spare the <laughs> audience of my nasally voice now. Is there anything you wanted to share? Or are you good, love? No, I think uh, I think that went well. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, my friend, listen, thank you for listening. We enjoyed we enjoyed our talk. We hope you did as well. Be sure to leave a review if, you, if it's your first time listening and you liked it. We love the feedback because it'll help us sort of tailor our content based on, you know, how you all are responding. And because it's a podcast, we don't, it's not like comments on a YouTube channel. So a review would be very helpful for us. So regardless, thank you so much. We wish you nothing but the best on your journey. Have an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.